this is our first mini episode, just the two of us. That means it's the best mini episode out there. Right. I feel like that's right? what I feel like that's what Ben and Tyler said when they started their mini episode. That was just the two of them. Right. Well, that they were mistaken, and they don't know about me and um, why this is actually the best mini episode that the FMD podcast has ever seen. And why is that, Ashley? Because it's you and me. Oh. You, you and I, us. I thought I thought you had like a real reason. Well, I mean, Tyler's been missing for like, I don't know, a few weeks now. We can't, he's in the void somewhere, right? So, Right. And we can't prove that Ben isn't a thing. Oh my god, you're right. So, so I think that we're the only ones that are safe here. It's just us. We're the only Just one. us, against it's the, the rest of the FMV podcast. It's the last of us. <sighs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> So I just thought it would be fun for this episode to just uh, just do like a, a host check-in. Just like a just a little fun, what are you playing, what are you watching, you know. We don't have to have like a super detailed topic about things. What what are you playing? You, you play video games. You're a girl that plays games. That's your Oof. whole identity. <laughs> You know, I, I definitely try to play video games, because uh, that's all we can ask for, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, you you know where your thumbs go, and that's really important. Oh, you know, sometimes I do. Um, if you hand me an Xbox controller, it's not going to be pretty. Really? Yeah, it's really bad. It's really, 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 really bad. I hate the controller. I hate the Xbox. I'm so sorry. I'm going to have a lot of haters now. Um, yeah. We're not going to have like an FMV fan page. It's actually going to be a hate page dedicated to all the stuff that we say that's wrong. <laughs> and now it's going to be the first thing at the top is that I hate Xbox. I mean, it's still going to be community interactive. So, you know, it, it fits for me. That's okay. I don't mind getting hate as long as it's an active community. We could be toxic. Yeah. Let's have a Let's have an entire toxic community and just bask in it. <laughs> For everyone that's listening right now, um, I actually only get fed once a day based on community interaction, so if you guys don't interact, me, Tyler, and Ben are going to starve to death. So. And I only get fed when I make a Twitter or Instagram post, so as you can see, I am on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to work on that. Everything's a work in process. So uh, what have you been up to? I know, I know you're busy, but whenever you get the time to play games, what have you been playing? Uh, alright, so hear me out. There's a game right now that I'm, there's actually three games right now that I'm obsessed with. I'm gonna save the best for last. Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna skim past the first one. It is Shadowbringers Final Fantasy Online. Okay. Like, like, uh, FF14, I believe is what the uh, kids are calling that's it. That's the one. I played a uh, little yeah. bit of that. Uh, there, there's like a, well, it was a couple of years ago. There was like a, a free trial or whatever, and I've always wanted to get into MMOs, but like for me, they they just always felt really empty and like dead. Like, like the NPCs don't really do anything, and then like the way it feels like a cardboard world, or like, um, like when amusement parks have like come check out this fantasy setting and you're just like walking around and you're like yeah but I know that this isn't real like there's like a TV right there and that's how it just feels like that and like MMOs it, it feels like it takes away the the magic of the game to just let everybody run around but I, I hear that everybody that likes MMOs loves FF14 so that's cool right and I mean I grew up playing uh, Wizards 101 Wizards 101 is still my I could still play that game I don't know what it is we would play I mean, I have hundreds of hours, and we'll just want to one. I'm a level 60 necromancer grandmaster, if anyone wants to know. Um, and I haven't touched that account in about a week. But anyways, the point is, I like those games. I don't like WoW. I tried playing WoW. It wasn't my gig. I think that you had to start really early to get in on that. That feels like a cardboard world to me, because there's no reason to do the quests that you're doing. They're not like... You have to do stuff that doesn't make any sense for you, basically. You know, the class that you are. Like, you're a rogue and you're doing, like, an archer-type quest. That makes sense. But if you're sitting out on, like, a bard thing, that makes no sense to me. I think that Shadowbringers does a really good job of not making sure it makes sense for you. So you're not doing things that aren't... You're just doing it because you have to. 
I think it, it really helps you feel more in the world. I don't feel unimmersed unless I walk into like the like the big common areas because you can have like normal people clothes. You could be dressed in like khakis and a polo in this world. Like there is the ability for that, but most people don't. But I still think it's fun to have like community engagement. That's why I chose it. I didn't think I was going to get as obsessed as I am. That's what I was worried about. But I the, the difference between I don't know. Did you play WoW? No. The, the closest okay. I've ever gotten into an MMO was I spent a lot of time in Elder Scrolls Online um, because that one that one felt a little bit more real to me. Like, it, it felt like a dumbed-down Skyrim, and the way that you could, like, steal stuff off tables still, kind of, and, like, there was, like, mini-quests, but the mini-quests all tied back to the main quest, like, in a certain way. Like, once you did all the mini-quests, and you're like, oh, these are, like, basically chapters to the main quest kind of thing. I got really into it, um, but then it sucked because then I started playing by myself and because all my friends stopped playing, and then it got really, really, really boring because then I'm just running around. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm literally just running from one right. side of the map to the other, just doing bogus alone, and so I stopped playing. Yeah, and I get that. I think that while even though it's it's loved heavily by the fan base. I think it has a lot of issues. I don't think that it's adapting very well to the new world. They released Classic again. They basically remastered Classic where you can play how it used to be um, before the expansion space. And people really like that, especially if you're an old timer. I just know that there is nothing in it for me. But what I wanted to say about Shadowbringers, sorry, yeah, Shadowbringers, is... Because, you know, in typical games, you pick the race and class you want to be in, and that's what you can play the whole game, and you have, like, five other characters that you play to get into different classes. Shadowbringers lets you play one character, and you can multi-class, but not the way you're thinking. Like, you can... Let's say you are an archer, which is dope, but you want to do a little bit of conjuring, like magic. You want to be the magic side of it, too. You don't have to change characters. You can really just start the conjurer quest line the only thing is you go back to level one and you can't do the main storyline you have to do side quests to level up but you can switch between whatever you want at any point anytime even if it's just for a certain fight if you're with a group of people and you want to be the the healer you can switch to conjurer but you have your conjurer stats so that's cool i think that doesn't make you pick and choose you can have all that you want you don't lose progress because of it that's cool that's um I mean, it's not like that in ESO, but in ESO, it's it's kind of got that Skyrim mentality where this whatever you're using is the stats that go up. So you can choose like your class and like your weapons and stuff don't mean anything. Like some go better with others, like being a two-handed warrior or something. Uh, you know, is a little bit better. Or like the bow. Um, you can like as you level up the stats and the powers within, like, that weapon, there's a point where it splits, and it's like, okay, you've leveled it up to the next level. Do you want to go this direction with it? Like, a, a bow shot. Do you want to go where it shoots multiple arrows at once, or do you want to do it where it's it does a poison attack? And so then you can kind of, like, spec into, like, oh, well, I'm, uh, you know, a rogue, so I'll, I'll go with the bow, and then I'll do the poison, and that way I have, like, some elemental damage that I can throw on top of it, so... Um, but yeah, it's like, it's kind of the same thing where you can just be like, I'm going to be a tank, but I'm going to only like, you know, you, you take on the heavy armor, you take on like the, the class that does all the tanking, but then you can be like, but my weapon is the healing staff. And so you can just be like a over, over tanky healer and just run into the middle of things and cast healing magic, which is kind of cool. Right. And I haven't played... Elder Scrolls Online, but like hearing you talk about it, it definitely sounds like a better option to me, even than WoW. So yeah, that's I, definitely an A plus. I always wanted to play also um, the Old Republic, the Star Wars one that's based off the Knights of the Old Republic. I was I always wanted to get into that, but never did. That looks cool. Yeah, I I just started getting into Final Fantasy in general, and so like I was. There was like a point in time where I was kind of obsessed with it for like a month, like just Final Fantasy everything, and so I was like, should I start playing Final Fa like the fourteen like online? And then I was like, oh yeah, I don't like MMOs. I I probably shouldn't. So instead, I um, let's see, I've I've almost platinumed 
Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh boy. I only have two left. I have two chapters to finish on hard, and then the the last hard VR mission. Um, and then I started playing Final Fantasy X, which I really, really like. But Why do you like those games? I, I haven't played the regular Final Fantasy series, and it wasn't a big deal because this online game, you don't need to. It's totally different. Why? But, yeah. Well, it's 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 interesting because I've never I've never really played Final Fantasy before. Like I've I've dabbled. Like um, I have the old one as well, like the original seven, uh, on my PS4. Like I downloaded it a long time ago because it was like three dollar, three or five dollars or something. And I was like, I like turn based RPGs, and I started playing it. And I was like, this is not what I thought it was. Um, and then the remake was free on PS Plus at some point. And I remember playing the demo for that and was like, I think it looks really pretty, but I didn't like the combat because it, it's, it made me think of like Kingdom Hearts combat and I don't like Kingdom Hearts. It feels really mashy, like not a lot of like skill involved. Um, but then, but then I was just getting my ass whooped in the game and I was just like, I don't understand. Like the attack button is one button and you just press it over and over. Why am I losing? And then I learned how the game actually works and like it's like a little bit more rhythmic and there is a little bit more like skill involved like knowing when to parry like it's almost kind of dark soulsy where you pay attention to what the uh, the boss or the monster is doing and then like counter it or av- avoid it you know and then the the materia has a lot to do with like how you build things out like each character can basically be built differently just purely on the abilities that the materia gives them. So you can be like a little bit more tanky, have like full heals. Uh, in hard mode, you can't use consumables like health potions or um, Phoenix Downs or anything. So you have to use uh, the materia spells to, you know, heal your party and stuff in combat. But you also don't get mana back. The way, like, and and usually you get, like, when if you sit on a bench, you get full health and full mana. Well, you only get the full health whenever you sit on a bench. So your mana is, like, super limited and, like, throughout the whole chapter while you're playing. So you you have to really rely on the the physical materia rather than the the magic ones and save, like, your your, uh, revive spells for, you know, dire situations. And I don't know, it was just, I got really into that and then... Final Fantasy X is, like, completely turn-based, like, almost Pokemon style. And, like, it's very Pokemon in general, where it's, like, each character you play as has a strength. Like, um, one of the dudes is, like, his ranged attacks, so he does extra damage against flyers and, like, flying monsters. And then uh, the, the black mage, she can use her elemental magic that's stronger against certain elemental creatures. So like you kind of switch in and out whatever you need. And, um, but it's also like, I don't know. It's just, it's (laughs) another reason I like it is because it's really cringy. The story is like, it's got a good story, (laughs) but like some of the cutscenes and some of the way that the characters act is like insane. Like, like, it's like aliens wearing people bodies. Like, you're just like, <laughs> who would react this way? Um, so. Yeah, I just don't like. I'm glad that you like it, though. Yeah, it's it's been fun getting into Final Fantasy, because I always wanted to. Like, I played a little bit of 4, a little bit of 7. Um, but now I'm, I'm getting in the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Oh, God. <laughs> Into the thick of it. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. My TikTok brain. Uh, you just yeah, kind of... Yeah, you just, you just zoomed all over our conversation. Sorry. You Zoomer? I'm a Zoomer, technically. God. Um, well, I have been playing recently. Talk about Obsessed. I recently got into this game called Hunt Showdown. That, uh... It came out like a year or so ago. I think it came out like, I think it came out late 2019, early 2020. And it's, um, 
it's kind of a, a it's got a little bit of a battle royale feel to it, but it's not like a full battle royale. It's like twelve players. Um, it's like set in the cowboy times, like eighteen hundred. Right. And um, you are like a monster hunter, and you go into the swamps Ooh. of Louisiana to hunt. There's four big bad monsters that you have to like find three clues to discover their location. And then the map is also covered in like zombies and all sorts of other like monsters and stuff. And um, but then at the same time, the other players are also trying to hunt those big baddies. And so, uh, baddies, huh? So it's like it can be like teams of you know you can go solo, but like the minimum teams that you're probably going to go against are like twos or threes. Like that's or the max is three, and. Um, but there's only 12 people in a match, so it's it's not like you're going to be like overrun with combat, but the combat's kind of difficult because, again, it's like either bolt-action single-shot rifles and shotguns or like lever-action and revolvers and stuff. No, uh, no good, like no real good sights and stuff. And um, it's just like really tense. Like you want to, you don't like shoot any of the zombies. You just like run around and knife them to stay quiet because mm. the, the sound design like that. in that game is like, you can hear everything like most mm. guns, whenever they're shot, you can hear it from the other side of the map. So you always know where other people are based on like the sound. Uh, there's all these sound traps everywhere, like broken glass and chains and stuff. Nope. It's, um, it's, it's quite exciting. And then it's also got permadeath. And so you like, whenever you complete your bounties, the bounties on the monsters, you get, uh, in-game money, regular money called hunt bucks or hunt dollars or something, and you use that to buy new gear, like new rifles and med kits and knives. Is there like a safe city? No, it's just it's just like a menu screen. It's it's kind of like Escape from Tarkov, where um, mm. it's like kind of loot based, but not not to that extent where you're like you're you're like purely going in there for loot. But you are like collecting money and and going in for the bounties. But like if you get killed, and um, you you don't come back, your hunter dies. So you have to get a new hunter. Like you have to spend money to hire a new hunter, and then you have to spend the money to buy new equipment. So, um, but it's it's really fun. Like it sounds like it sounds kind of stressful at first because you're like, God, it just feels like I'm going to be constantly like losing like all my stuff and then having to spend and then like what if I run out of money but it's it's not that bad and you can also like extract whenever you need to so if you're like if you get shot up a bunch and you're like I don't want to do this anymore you can just go to one of the extraction points and leave and save your character and come back to fight another day it's fun I mean it sounds really fun it sounds like have you ditched Dead by Daylight? no I'm just um, I'm taking a little break from it just cause it's, you know, with the, the latest patch, it's like, it's been really buggy and frame droppy. And I think the new patch that came out today, um, fixed a bunch of that, but it's just like, I don't know, along with the community being really annoying right now, it's just, I'm kind of just taking a step back and that and I'm I'm kind of taking not like breaks. I'm not taking a break from it. Like I'm still playing it every now and then, but like I'm not like fl- constantly playing it. And the same with Mortal Kombat. Like I'm just kind of taking a couple days between playings just to like keep my chops up. But at the same time, I'm not dying to play it. Have you played it? Do you? I'm sorry. I never. Do you like Injustice? I've started playing it. Um, it's a, so far I've liked it, but I'm not very good at it. The I forget how to block in that game sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're interested, uh, any arcade, probably, if there's anybody who's an arcade fan, uh, Injustice has an arcade game. New Age, it's not like a cabinet. And it's, it's button mashing, for sure. It's got, like, all your, your typical left and right, and then your special move and just general attack. Um, what it is, two people play, you get like a team built for you at first. Uh, I think it's like three characters and you have to kill the other team's three characters to beat them out. This arcade game is special because when you're done, 
um, fighting, you get like a physical baseball card. It's basically a baseball card. And it's got a character on it from Injustice. And it's got like a, like a scanner on the bottom. So the next time you play, you can pick your team. Um, that's, it's been very fun. I don't play Injustice or Mortal Kombat, really. I, I've tried. I'm just not great at it. But the arcade game's fun, because you, you'd want to try and collect all 200 of the Injustice characters, and that includes skins as well. Um, but yeah. So if you like that, you'll probably like that, too. That sounds kind of cool. Is it, is the gameplay kind of closer to the, um, the mobile versions? Have you, have you ever checked out the Mortal Kombat or Injustice mobile versions? Yeah, it's kind of like that, but it's a little different because you're like, it's just more tense, I think. Sounds kind of cool. What's, uh, um, what's the arcade? So, I found it at round one, which is the Japanese arcade. But I also have it at, so there's a, there's a shop that me and my friends play D&D at, and more. And I didn't, I never thought, this is like the dream world for nerds. I never thought I was going to find a place. Cause I've been to this place called Ebon Unplugged in Oklahoma that is, like, they have drinks there and you can play board games there. They have a lot of board games and it's like a safe space for you to like hang out and not get like mugged at some random person's house playing games. This place and more that has the Injustice Machine, not only does it have like a mini arcade, mini, it's small, they have like uh, 20 probably arcade games. They also have a space for just magic players and a Warhammer players. They have a huge space that's just for D&D tabletop gamers. They have a space for like merch buying, like a whole comic book shop on one side. Part of it's like merch and um, there are things you can buy, Pokemon cards you can buy. There's a D&D area where you can buy dice. So if you're playing D&D there, like you just I don't have dice, you walk and you can buy dice. Um, buy the cards that you need, but guess what else they have? Um, a donut shop. You know what? You're on the same mindset. They have a cafe, and I'm gonna be honest with you, it's actually really good food. And so they have like coffee, they make lattes there. They have like general snacks. You can just buy like you know vending machine snacks. Not a vending machine, but like it's out like gas station. But like they have like those snacks. They also have like they make pizzas there that are super good. They have, like, a chicken basket. They have, like, an Aquaman, like, seafood basket. They have, like, all this cool stuff available. And that's, like, all I've ever wanted was a place that I didn't have to, like, order. Cause it's always, like, a struggle. Like, who's bringing food to D&D today? Like, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about, you know, missing equipment because you can buy it there. You're surrounded by people in the same mindset. Like, it's so much fun. Um, definitely recommend that. I've, um... And they have the Injustice Machine. There's this... There's a, there's a place that me and my friends go to sometimes... Uh, we, we, we tried going there for a while to do D and D just so we wouldn't have to go to like to a single person's house. Cause you know, if there was like other things happening or something, um, I'm blanking on the name of the place right now, but it's like, it's a store that sells board games and D and D stuff and dice and miniatures and all that stuff. Like half of the store is that. And then the other half is a place area, bunch of tables and stuff. And they'll do like magic tournaments and Pokemon tournaments and stuff. And there was one night we decided to go there to play D&D, and they were having, like, a 24-hour, like, charity thing where they were open for 24 hours, and they had, like, a bunch of pizza and stuff there. And it was <laughs> it was cool, but it was also a nightmare situation because it's... <sighs> <sighs> there's, there's a thing about nerds and uh, hygiene, you know? Mm. So a nerd utopia that is open for 24 hours where these nerds can also consume cheap pizza all day long. Um, that play area smelled like bunk. It was awful. I can't, <laughs> like, I can't imagine. It's like, you know, there'd have been some guys in there that have been there probably since it opened. Like, you know, you could, you could count the grease in their hair and it was just like, Ooh. God, it, it really turned me off of going there again because I was just like, I cannot, like, I couldn't get into the mindset of the D&D game because all I could smell was just B.O. and, like, nerd farts, and it was... <laughs> Is that different than normal farts? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, that's, that's some air that's being broken through some uh, probably unwashed pants. I, so it's just grabbing onto more smells. It was 
I hate that. Yeah, thanks for bringing that back to my brain. I, I really wanted to reminisce. You're welcome. Uh, my D&D group is primarily females. Oh, red. There is. Um, there we have a couple guys. Like obviously, the DM is kick literally out. my partner, who's a dude. I'm just kidding. Um, what? I said kick him out. <laughs> no men allowed. <laughs> Goodbye. No men allowed. No, it's just that we're it's it's more women than men. Uh, That's cool. And none of us look like we play D and D, but it's really fun. No, I was just gonna say I've only got to play a couple of times with women, and it, it's always been a better experience because the guys have been on better behavior. And mm-hmm. so you don't have to go through so much awkwardness. Like there's, you know, you, you get to like the, the bros that are like, I'm a barbarian and my weapon is my dick. And it's just mm. like, God damn, dude, do I have to go through this whole thing where I got to listen to this <laughs> cringe ass shit? Like, I don't want to sit through this. Yeah, I actually, I have a lot to say about tabletop games and inclusion. Um, I'm going to get on a soapbox, but I just feel like, there, I've been in games where they weren't on their best behavior because they usually didn't have women there. And in our case, we're literally lucky because the three men that are in our game, like, very much, I don't want to say, like, woke, but they're not weird. Like, I'm not meeting with random people. I've met with random people once, and that was the case where, they, like, I felt kind of out of whatever jokes they were talking about. It was very guy, very, like, not you wouldn't even have fun. Like, it was, like, macho, weird, like, I'm a chug a monster and then do 50 push-ups type of people. It wasn't a good experience. And you're right. Yeah, they're, they're super weird about like, and also trying to sleep with people in D and D, which I kind of get if you're a bar, like that's your character, but like don't make your DM go through that. You know what I mean? Like why are you having to flirt with your guy friend right now about sleeping with these women in a bar and get really graphic about it when there's other women there that don't want to hear this. Yeah. And also it's not really like, I don't know. There's that whole, the whole mentality of D and D is that like, Everybody's there to have a good time, but like mutual. So there's like, I don't know, there's like a shared space of like, okay, like we understand that like that would be fun for you, but that's not going to be fun for us. So you don't really need all that. Like if you, if you need those kinds of details, you have them in your head. Like the DM could just say, and you spend the night with them and your brain can have whatever fantasy of what happened that night. But everybody else mm-hmm. doesn't need to hear like, the graphic detail of what you acts you committed in fantasy mm-hmm. imagination land. Like that's not, <laughs> that's not even fun just because it's like a weird topic. But like, if it's like, if somebody goes off on a, a like a detailed tangent that I don't care about, I'm not going to pay attention anyway. So why would, that's not fun. I want to get into the, like the story and mostly the mm-hmm. combat. That's the part that I like the most. Like, I like mm-hmm. RPing a little bit, but being a tactician is where I excel at. So my rolls don't show that, but my <laughs> skills do. The rolling's the problem. The problem. I know. Yeah, I, it's the dice. We we rely a lot on our story right now because we're not very high level, and only three of them are actually tanks, and the tank is actually named Beef. Uh, it's a mess. Our DD group's a mess. But I felt like when I was at, because I played it, like I said, Edmund Unplugged, and there was like the sweaty gamers, which if you're sweaty, that's fine. But like, don't be super loud around me. Don't try to like engage in our game or try to tell me how I need to do my roles or my magic. Like, I just had a lot of people try to tell me how to do stuff, and it drives me bonkers. Because even if your DD game goes by like 5e rules, mine might not. You know what I mean? And I have my DM to tell me how to do that. Don't come over here talking to me because you think I need help. Listen, bud, I don't. Uh, but at this place, I felt fine. Not everybody wants to min-max. Like, I think it's fun to min-max, but other people, they'd rather actually have the RP element be the main point. And so, like, that's not, you know, playing something specifically at, like, a certain, like, the right way isn't the way that they want to play. Yeah, I'm super big on role-playing. And that's why, like, I kind of got into it because I... And I, you know, it's weird because I actually did used to play tanks. Like, that was my big thing. I was always a hard hitter. But this particular game, I'm a scholar. That's it, period. I'm not fighting people. I'm a Girl Scout that has a magic book. That's it. I'm not (laughs) getting this to fight. I want to play with my friends and, like, fight stuff, sure, but have fun, like, role-playing and, like, be not in real world right now. Um, And I think that's 
I think some people get so lost in the combat. I know you like combat, but some people are like, I'm going to fight everything here. And I'm like, we could probably like evade right now. Like, <laughs> we don't have to fight oh, I mean, everything like in our vicinity. My first character ever was a rogue. And it was so fun, like, just stealthing stuff and getting, like, the insta-kills where we don't even have to get into combat because I just did so much damage off the, the bat. But I've also rolled a character before that because my dice rolls are so terrible, I did a... I can't remember if it was a sorcerer or a wizard. It was probably a wizard that all of my spells were area of effect spells. So they would have to do like all the enemies would have to do saving throws instead. So I never had to do anything. It was just like, I cast this and they would have to make a saving throw. Yeah, it was great. Would you play, if you played again, would you play a rogue? Um, no, I try not to do the same thing twice. Um, I've played so many, like I've been a rogue. I played, um, Matthew Mercer's version of a Witcher, the Blood Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, Blood Hunters are crazy. It was that one was fun because I was doing the the House of the Lycan or whatever the mm-hmm. the werewolf one, and it was I, I would turn into a werebear and um, I was a Goliath and it was just really fun. Um, but again, I had really terrible roles. So like whenever we did like RP, my character was like super badass and did all this cool stuff. And then it was time to fight. I would just miss constantly, and it was just like sick. Um, the last character I rolled was a half orc monk that um was trying to become the strongest martial arts fighter in the in the realms. And so like I love that. Um, we would just uh, I was I was kind of um inspired by uh, Akuma from Street Fighter 5. Um, <laughs> yeah. I named him... Uh, I didn't know if it was problematic or not, so I was kind of scared of it, but I named him Yaogwai, which is, like... I think it's Chinese for, like, troll or something. I can't remember what it is, but... Monster. Um, and I just thought it sounded cool. And it was a half-work. And um, I would always just challenge people to, like, one-on-one... Fist fights. And I love that. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, somebody can you can engage their party also. Yeah. Um, what I want I, when you said werebear, somebody that's a girl at my party. She's a werefrog. Cool. Um, which is she's also highly venomous and she's a rogue. And when you were describing your character and just fucking you know necking like knife to neck people throughout the day without us having to fight anything. She does that, but she does, she, she like dips her tongue into their drinks and like poisons them. That's the know. coolest shit I've ever heard of. Yeah. It's, it's, she hates, like our characters in the game do not like each other at all. Like we're students, we have the same dorm. She tries to kill <laughs> me a lot. Anyways, she's very poisonous <laughs> and very sticky. Uh, and what she'll do is, especially cause right now we're in like an Atlantis scenario. And there's a frog who is, like, the president. He's the worst. He's like Trump, but a frog. Um, <laughs> point is, she instead just Instead of poisonous, he's just Dorito-ish? Huh? It's instead of poison, it's just Dorito dust? <laughs> exactly. Um, she licked his eyeball and killed him. Word. Can, will, you, uh, will you please tell your friend that that's the coolest character I've ever heard of? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I will. And actually... That's so much cooler than just, like, walking up and stabbing. Like, being, like, RPing killing someone is so much cooler than actually having to do, like, knife attack stuff. That's, that's rad. Right. And she doesn't have that many checks, because it's just her body. Like, as long as you can walk up to somebody and, you know, like, and I forgot the race that the frog people are, but, you know, their heritage is slavery. Like, they try, like, their poison basically leads to slavery. It just takes your brain away. Um. And they try to get as many as they can, and the color of the frog is, like, what level of slaveholder you are. Um, she doesn't play it that way because, you know, slavery, bad. But she still has some of the racial benefits, and that can be sticky skin, super long tongues. It's only when she's in the frog form. She's not always poisonous. Uh, but that's that's her whole gig, and she really likes it. Another thing that I want to talk about really quickly before we get too deep in this frog thing <laughs> is I feel like in a lot of times in D&D, people are super scared of being a part, like, of their characters being a part of the LGBTQ plus community. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, I 
heard somebody at this game shop's great. I don't know if it was just like this one group, but I heard somebody get like kind of uncomfortable because a lot of the people in my campaign don't play the same gender that they are now. So they play women or men. Um, somebody's actually, it's called Lorpy. It's a, a gay a lizard man who is also a rogue. And people just got, like, super weird about it. And I just want to, like, confirm with everyone around is that, like, even in, you know, the Adventure Zone started doing it more often and Critical Role is the same way. Because you can't stigmatize, like, you can't say people can't play LGBTQ characters because it makes you uncomfortable, like, because you're a straight guy and you don't want a gay man in your party. That's a you problem. Real big time. Real big time. I have a friend that every time he plays, he plays a female character and that's cool with me. I've, I've never played a different gendered person or anything just because I, I don't have that mindset to know how to do it properly. And it would just, to me, it would probably just be like a stereotype or something and it wouldn't feel accurate. So I just don't, I just go with, (laughs) it's usually just like a connection of me someplace in there, you know, or something I'm interested in. So, you know, I think as long as it's done um, politely and accurately and not stereotypically, it's totally cool. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like I felt like people have a hard time as you know, Beef is a girl played by a man IRL, and they're like, we're not going to call you that because you're actually a guy in real life. And it's like, well, she's actually a girl, role-playing-wise. You know what yeah. I mean? People just get so weird for no reason. And it's, it's actually kind of funny because it's like, it's a fantasy world. If there's a gay lizard, like, get over it. You know what I mean? Right. I also, like, that, that, I don't know, it's the same kind of thing where people talk about, like, um, like, video game characters and, like, playing as different gender, like, you know, like, what, like, Aloy and Horizon Zero Dawn and stuff, and, like, you know, the whole thing whenever the sequel to Horizon was announced and... They're talking about her looks and stuff. It's like, what are you talking about? This is just a video game character. Like, why are you putting so much, like, real-world issues onto this video game character? Yeah. Also, one that I think died pretty quick, though, that I thought was funny was somebody was talking about how, like, she has dreadlocks and therefore she's, like, appropriating culture. And I was like, Mm. please show me where her dreadlocks are because all I see is a big, thick beautiful red mane of like it looks very like vikingish like it's <laughs> yeah it definitely is she's actually i'm pretty sure she's based off of viking culture isn't she all the all way around uh i think i mean it's the the tightrope of culture within that game i feel like you could tip to either side just because because it's like post-apocalyptic like future humanity trying to like create their own culture and it's instead of the the tribes, which is what they call it in the game, that you know their individual tribes, um, using their nomenclature, um, it's not like based on like race or you know it's it's like just the the culture from wherever that group kind of like originated from, so like it it kind of bits and borrows from all sorts of different culture and kind of puts them together, but it's like there's no real like definitive, and again this. This, in the story concept, it's like these people don't know anything about like our current day like evolution of culture. So I don't know. I think it's weird to nitpick that kind of stuff, but I guess I I don't really have a big say in it anyway because I'm just a regular old white dude, and my culture is to <laughs> ruin other people's cultures. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not my place to say. I just thought it was funny that somebody was like, she's got dreadlocks. And I was like, um, what? I'm looking at her right now. She does not. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. I, you know, I think it's, I think if it was appropriation, I think that it'd be clearly stated. There would be uproar. It would be changed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I... Um, and she's just got braids. It's different than dreads. Yeah, she looks like uh, she looks like I never saw the movie, but she looks like the girl from Brave. You know, the she's even got a bow, the red hair. Merida, yeah. Yeah, I never saw it. Is it good? I'm sorry, did you say Disney? Yeah, it's good. Cool. I want to watch it. It sounds cool. It's got it's bears. Really in good. It. It's really good, and it's got yeah, it's got bears. It's got fighting. It's got archery. It's got um, witches. It's got Toy Story in it. So. Toy Story. Actually, it might be Monsters Inc. 
<laughs> what? I was just I was confused, and then I was like, oh, right, because probably a Easter egg or something. Mm-hmm, because every movie's got one. Uh, I do want to, I know we've been here a long time, but before we go, I wanted to say that my favorite game, top game of the, you know what? Top game of 2021 for me is a Spirit Fair. Spirit Fair. What's that about? Spirit Fairer. <laughs> this your... is about Do you know the do you know what the Sticks River is? Yeah, the River of Sticks? The band? Mm-hmm. Nope. I'm just kidding. Yeah, the Close. Yeah. Um the separation of the real world and uh the underworld and Greek mythology. Yes. Mm-hmm. I forgot the name of the man who actually rows the boat, but you had to take a boat to get across. Charon. So this game, huh? Charon. Sure. Yes, him. This game is about him retiring and you taking over his position. Um, it's 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 a one-player game, single-player, just you. It is so much. It's beautiful. Can I just say it's beautiful? It's got great music. Um, but if you don't like chores, you're not going to like this game. It's not like a, um, Animal Crossing, and it's not like, what's the one that's like Animal Crossing? Stardew Valley. It's not a Stardew Valley. It's closer to, like, if you blended those together in a more artistic way, what happens is you get this position, it's you and your pet cat, she's kind of, like, the main character, she's kind of got, like, a witch's vibe going on. But you get this giant boat. Um, there's an open map. But it's a scroll kind of game. Like you're always on like a one platform. I don't know what the word for this is. I should know. Side scrolling? Gamer, but it's a scrolling game. Yeah, it isn't. You can go back and forth. But it's not like, um, like Hollow Knight. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Exactly like that kind of. Um, <laughs> anyways, the point exactly is. Exactly like that kind of. Kind of. It's just a little different. Um, so you get this boat. You travel around different. There's different islands. Um, this boat is kind of like a pirate ship. You kind of you don't you control it in a way like basically you use the magic you have. You pick a place in the map and the boat will go to that position. On the map, there's islands you can go to for resources because you're going to collect things like wood or seeds, treasures, um, different kinds of meats. The islands will have spirits there. Chests you can open. Coal slate you can like iron out um linen there's sheep you can get it's basically like you get resources you need the resources because you're going to be building things on your ship so your ship gets bigger and bigger and bigger um while you level up basically you're not leveling up you're just leveling up your ship um so i've got like kitchens i've got a garden i got places to hold sheep i've got places to grow vegetables i've got an ori what is this called place where you basically like for owls or I've got a oh. linen factory. I've got Foundry. houses because you need the houses for spirits that you collect on the way. The spirits are, um, you'll have to like do quests for them. Basically you're trying to get them to pass over to the other side, but they live on the boat before they do. So you have like their own habitats on, I say habitat because they're all animals. Um, they're like animal esque people and you have to take care of them. So the chores come in the fact that you have to make sure they all have a hobby they like. So like one of them likes gardening so I have extra garden for her. One of them likes to collect linen. Um, so I have like a linen factory for her. And she basically just does that all day. One person who likes to cut wood. I have like a factory for cutting wood for him. Um, so you have to have those. You have to feed them. So I have to go fishing. I have to. That's what the seeds are for. That's why I'm growing vegetables. So I can like cook things. So I have kitchens. So it's like that basically. And you do quests. And it's a really pretty storyline. It's a really pretty game. It's got pretty music. Sounds dope. I was just looking at some pictures of it. And... It's kind of got um, like a Terraria vibe, but um, not so pixely. It looks hand-drawn yeah. almost. Is it hand-drawn? It does, yeah. It looks hand-drawn. I don't know if it actually is. I haven't looked into like why this game is made, um, but I really <laughs> like it. It looks looks great. I just it? play it. I've heard I've heard some good things about it, and when it came out, a lot of critical praise. So yeah, it's again, it's kind of like a chore. Yeah, like you're gonna be doing chores but it's in a fun way i don't feel the same way animal crossing i kind of feel like i did all that i could do for my island it was done i kind of felt like stardew valley it's all the same stuff all the time i just feel like this is a lot more fun hmm. 
I never, I, I hear a lot of good things about Stardew Valley too, because it, it sounds like, I mean, I think it just got a new, like a, a huge content update a couple months ago. They added like a bunch of new dungeons and stuff. It sounds kind of amazing. Um, it kind of sounds like, because I, I, I like Minecraft, but I was struggling for a while finding a purpose in Minecraft, and then I started learning how to do simple machinery, and so that's kind of given me a purpose within the game. Which is nice, but I, I, I really like those survival, crafty kind of games. But if there's a purpose, it's if there's not one, it's kind of difficult. Like um. Tyler Ben and I were playing one for a while called um, the forest, and it's yep. it's a little bit more horror esque. But you know, you crash land on this island and you have to find your son, and that's the whole point of the game. But like, to progress, you have to go through these tunnels, and there's you know, spooky things out in the forest, but like, you know, you can spend as much time doing that as you want, or you can just cool, like build cool log cabins and boats and stuff. And, but then like, whenever you get down to the caverns, you find like axes and bows and a lot of cool things to help you along your path. So that's it. It's fun stuff. I'm glad that you found a purpose in Minecraft. I remember you were playing, you were playing it. Yeah. I, I still play it from time to time. I, I, my most recent thing that I'm very proud of is I, I built a, a water elevator for the first time, and that felt pretty cool. Nice. Um, I think there was something... I, I, in the game, I have, like, signs uh, in front of my house that I leave for myself to tell me what I, my, what I was doing, like, the next thing to do. Because, like, I won't play for a couple weeks, and I'll forget what I was doing. So, like, whenever I spawn in, it's just like, go to these coordinates and, you know, like, fight the people in this tower so you can get all the loot from the tower i'm like oh okay cool right is that is that what you've been playing besides the final fantasy game no um so i've been playing mostly hunt and then i yeah there was uh that the five year anniversary for dead by daylight so i was playing a lot of dead by daylight at that time just because you you could get so many blood points constantly from that so i was Using that to triple prestige my um, nemesis because I I really like nemesis, Jesus. and um, so I got him all the way up. So now now I have my three mains at third prestige: Michael Myers, Pyramid Head, and Nemesis. And then uh, let's see, I still play Mortal Kombat almost every day just to keep my practice a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I I haven't like it's so hard for me to get into single player stuff recently, just because it it does feel like nowadays when they make these single player games, it takes so long for it to get started that it's just like the first couple hours. I'm just like, what is happening? Just just get me into it. Whereas like all these multiplayer versus games are just like here's gameplay. Story means nothing. All right. <laughs> right. I don't have to try. Your mind's that. already engaged. Yeah. So there's there's a bunch of games that I would love to play. Um, I wish that they would hurry up and get on console or something. But like you know, I'd love to play Phasmophobia. Like I I know that the game's kind of like dropped off everybody's interest list, but like I'm still like wanting to play that. It looks super scary and spooky, and I think that'd be a lot of fun. I really want to play. Um, Dread hun- Hunger. Uh, I need seven more people to play that with, and also a, a way to play it. But that looks super fun. Um, I don't know. Just the woes of being a console gamer right now. It's just like PC gets all the the cool games, and I'm stuck staring at the screen. Like, man, I really want to play a video game, but nothing that is here is something that I want to play. Right. By the way, about movies, I went and watched um, Snake Eyes. I think I told you that already. Oh, really? I, I'm going to go see that this week. Uh, yeah, actually, I really liked it. Did you watch Black Widow? I did. I also really liked that. Oh, I didn't like it. I think that they didn't oh. do a good job with that. Um, I think that they could have I... made her like more of... like. 
Okay, so my whole thing with Marvel movies is I feel like they play them too safe and they make them all pretty much like the same thing. You know, it's it's all, mm-hmm. it all feels the same. They don't change styles. And it would have been a perfect opportunity to have that be more of like a spy movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's some like Jason Bourne kind of elements they could have done. They could have done like some James Bond kind of stuff, especially with it like having a lot to do with Russia. And I just felt like it wasn't there. And for me, it just wasn't like, it kind of felt empty for Scarlett Johansson. Like, I don't know. There's something about it that just like didn't feel right with her. Like she didn't feel as badass as she was in other movies, especially like Iron Man 2 when she's first introduced. You're like, damn, she fucked up a lot of people. And in this one, it's just like, she kind of does. But then again, they do like that close up action where it's like just knees and elbows. And you're like, what am I seeing right now? I don't know what this combat is. What is happening? Yeah, I, I feel the emptiness you're talking about. I, I just, the reason I liked it is I like seeing the new age character, which is her sister. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for her being in it. She was great. Like, she really brought She the was movie fantastic. Up. She's like, this has been fun. And I was just like, I like her. She's badass. Like, she's super cool. Um, she's been great in everything say, like, I've ever seen her in. Um, oh yeah, Midsommar? Yeah. Um, and then the first one I saw her in was this, I can't remember the name of it now, but there's this horror movie where like she and her brother and their friend pretend to be like ghost hunters or ghost documentary or something to get into these old people's house so they can like steal from them. And, um, and then like the old people like fuck them up basically and i can't remember what it was called but that was the first movie i'd ever seen with her in it i didn't know who she was and then she was cast in midsummer and i was like damn midsummer fucked me up too really quickly i have two things before we forget um i want to say i know you're talking about marvel making movies seem different than what they usually are isn't the new doctor strange movie gonna be a horror movie god i hope so see and that's the thing the thing that's really gonna I think this will be the testament of it is the Shang-Chi film is coming out soon. And mm-hmm. if that movie isn't shot like a martial arts movie, then they fail because like that whole premise is like a martial arts. It needs to have like the homage, like, you know, the old seventies martial arts movies like Bruce Lee and everything. It was like single shot, you know, like full takes, you see everything that's happening, you know, like Jackie Chan, the same thing, you know, you see what's happening in the fight. That's what's amazing about it. And this new age combat of just having close-ups and the camera shaking and you just see, you don't know what's happening and you're like, oh, cool, what a great fight. Like, I don't know what's happening. It's really frustrating because you could just, like, close your eyes and then wait till they start talking. You're like, oh, I can watch the movie again. Like, because <laughs> you're not actually right. seeing anything. So what's the point? What's the point of having that kind of camera work? Right. But I do want to say, like, the beginning, I didn't, I was completely, totally engaged at the very beginning of, um, Black Widow's movie. The part with the plane, like, going down the runway as shields like chasing them and like the mom gets shot and you're just like what is happening because you know you're just you get into it i thought i got into thinking that was her biological family the trailer made it seem that way um yeah you know i just felt like that was what was happening they lived for me they lived in america i was like i swear he was russian like all of a sudden he's not russian to me like what is happening i was completely like honestly a little stressed out like i really liked how they started that movie i felt completely involved um Oh, they did a good job. I know what you're talking about, the void of, like, Scarlett Johansson. I don't think it was really about her. Like, I, I know it's supposed to be about her, but I don't think it really was about, be about her. I think it was about the sister. I know, but, I mean, like, this was... With it being her one and only actual solo film, like, they could have given... Like, why does only one yeah, of them get to be dead. super badass when both of them can be super badass? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, we can't have the best of both worlds, I guess. I don't believe that. It's just, especially a movie that's that long, like, good God. If you're making a two-hour movie, make at least an hour of it <laughs> with the one main character being super badass and the other hour, the other character being super badass. Like, I think that they are working on so much right now with how many lines, the lineups they have coming that's out. That's not the next, an excuse. As, 
they're they're the ones deciding doing all that. Like, I'm not defending them. I'm just telling you. I know. I'm just saying. That's like, my best guess. I'm all about qu- quality over quantity. I don't need. I haven't watched any of the TV shows. I couldn't care less. I don't. I didn't actually really care about the movie. I just wanted to see it because the trailer makes it look way better than it is. Trailers are just too good these days. Right. Well, that's why, and I don't know, this is like a sidetrack, but do you know about the new He-Man show? Yes. Have you watched it yet? No, but I did see a, an article headline that said um, it's getting backlash from uh, most likely incel fans because it seems to have a very female-focused storyline, and I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, yeah, we could probably have our own, we could have a whole episode on incel culture, because I have a lot to talk about about that, but besides that, if you like He-Man, I don't suggest watching it. I don't suggest watching it. Why? I want you to watch the first episode right now, if you want. I'll I'll go watch it. I don't care about He-Man, like, I'm not, it was, that's before my time. You know, I don't. Yeah. I honestly wholeheartedly think that this was meant to be more for like the new generation to get them involved in like that universe, not He-Man or Skeletor, more just about that universe. It's not about them. To me, it seems more like it's meant to be more about that world and kind of like that that story and not the characters themselves. Sounds cool to me. Yeah, totally. I think it's cool. Um, my partner won't watch it because he wa- he wanted to watch it for He-Man, and, and that's just not what he got. You know what I mean? I think that – because the trailer was badass. The trailer was super dope, and I think that it kind of misled people to think that it was something it's not, and that's just them wanting to market this awesome new show. And it does have a female empowerment kind of, like, the feeling. I Honestly, I think it's just, like, females being in it, and that's the problem for people, but – Yeah, it's called uh, He-Man, not He-Woman. Right. Well, it's not about He-Man either. But if you like it, you should you should try it. You should try it. You should try it. I'm sure I'll like it just fine. Like I'm not. I I I don't know. I've started to kind of teeter away from like being super uh, rule book heavy when it comes to you know franchise stuff. Like I just even if it's stuff I like, I couldn't really care less if it follows the the formula of everything else like at the, like even like star wars it's like you know i didn't really like rise of skywalker i thought it was really dumb or whatever but i was like when i watched it for the first time i did really enjoy it you know watching it and i was like you know i could watch it again like it's, it's not good but i'm also not gonna <laughs> right i'm not gonna define my entire life you know dying on the hill of whether it's good or bad it's just i'm just gonna dislike it and move on and wait for the next star wars thing to be shoved down my throat yeah i also this is like just to touch the topic i think that's really great that you've done that because people and and anybody diehard fans like if someone ruins me that i really love too i'd be upset but i'm really glad you said that because i honestly have started to feel like that a little bit too um because castlevania and you know castlevania the show yeah, I've never watched. I've never really played the games that much either. So, but I'm I'm aware of it. I'm big on the games, big, big, big on the games, and the show wasn't what I wanted it to be. But I had so much fun watching it. I couldn't be mad. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I felt like I just got to be immersed more in something that I kind of like that I love, even if it wasn't how I wanted it to be, and that was enough for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, because it's, I don't know you. I feel like at this point, it's like if there's some if like there's a way that you feel like something should be, then you should just create it that way. You know, like nothing, nobody's Ooh, stopping you. Oh, you said from, go out there and make it. Yeah, like why not? Like I mean, even if it's just like a spec script or something, like put something together, put it, put your words down, and then like see if anything if anybody wants to do anything with it. But like at this point, it's like just be happy that there's more of whatever it is, and it it doesn't have to be the best or the greatest. Yeah, or just open up Wattpad. Yeah. I mean, look how many times Halloween has been sequeled and rebooted, and none of them can touch the magic of the original Halloween, but, you know, there's some good gems in there, and there's some real rotten eggs in there, but sometimes you just gotta sit down and watch Halloween. Yeah. 
I agree. I mean, I like, I, that was me and my partner's first, um, big date. Not the first date, but the first, like, date after that was Halloween. And then horror movies kind of came our thing because we started playing Dead by Daylight, and that's how I kind of forced him to date me was Dead by Daylight. So <laughs> I have a really, I have a fondness of those movies. Word. I like them. I yeah. don't have any special thing surrounding it. It's just I watch it. I'm just always alone, so everything <laughs> just reminds that. me of being alone. <laughs> we watch movies together, me, you, and Ben. We watch what? We watch movies together. Oh, yeah. I mean... We watch bad movies together all the time. Yeah, but the first time I watched it was alone. Well, I can't change that, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, that's probably our time, though. It's definitely... we. Uh, this is a mini episode that's an hour long. Yeah, we... Uh, this is a medium episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining me today. It was fun talks. We should do it again sometime. Uh, yeah, I'll get my people to talk to your people, and then we can, we can figure that out. Alright, and thank you listeners for coming by. Uh, next week, we have an episode. It will be... Uh, Something. Yeah, next week is... Oh, you'll be excited. That's right. It's your favorite. Me? Yeah. Uh. Next week is Laura Croft. Oh, good! Yeah. So. She's my favorite. So, we'll get to hear even more about Ashley playing video games next week. Yeah, I, she thought I talked a lot now. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Twitter at FMEPod or Instagram at FMEPodcast underscore. And we'll see you guys later. Bye! Bye.